From Business Republic Media, this is Webinar Ninja, a podcast about how to teach, present, sell, and connect with your audience effectively using webinars. On today's episode, we examine how webinars can be used to build your audience, and specifically your email subscriber list. Email marketing is more powerful than ever. More powerful than social media. Yes, more than social media. Actually, a subscriber to your email list is 3,200% more powerful than a social media follow, like, or friend. This is according to a study done by the Direct Marketing Association. And the reason why it's so powerful is because email moves the conversation about your business to a more personal environment, your inbox. Email is where trust is built and business gets done. Also, it's very easy to ignore social media updates. We can't ignore email. Email is something that we have to deal with. We either read it, reply to it, or archive it, but we have to do something with it. Now, when it comes to email, webinars have proven to help build your email list like nothing else. And that's not just some snazzy catchphrase. Webinars have proven to build email lists faster with more targeted audience members than blogging, podcasting, and even video marketing. This is because the value of your time on a webinar is higher than any other option in exchange for their email address. Today, you're going to hear two conversations. The first is with Jared Easley, the co-founder of Podcast Movement, the largest national podcast conference. He shares his first-time experience with using webinars to build their email list and get more ticket sales for their conference. The second conversation is one I have with Webinar Ninja's project manager, Robert. Robert and I discuss how we are building features to better communicate with our audience via email using the Webinar Ninja platform. I thought it would be fun and interesting to pull back the curtain and share with you some of the conversations we're having as a team as we're building a comprehensive solution for our members. But first, let's find out if webinars really do help build an email list. And are they as powerful as we say they are? In my conversation with Jared Easley, he shares with me how he and his team use webinars in preparation for their podcast conference, Podcast Movement. I asked how specifically did they use webinars to help build their business and promote their event, and what were the results? There was a few reasons to try webinars. One of the reasons is not actually what you may think it is. It's There was a lot of speakers that we had already promoted for an event that had not yet happened, and some of those people we knew, some of them we didn't, and we thought... Uh, why don't we just have conversations with some of the speakers? Because truthfully and selfishly, Omar, we, we didn't know everybody personally. We knew some of them, but not everybody. And the goal, uh, while it was to uh, raise awareness and community and, and the more common answers you're going to hear, we wanted to actually connect with the speakers of our own event. <laughs> and so right. uh, everybody had opinions on who should be speaking, and, and we'd selected people based on, you know, who we knew or reputation. There's, you know, all these different combinations of things. So we started inviting speakers on and that was one of the bigger goals was uh, it would give Dan Franks, my business partner and I a chance to actually sit down and have a conversation with him. But we could have just done that on a podcast, but we wanted to do it in a webinar because we like that idea of face to face. And, and so, and then of course the other things that you, you know, are more commonly heard like, Hey, we can invite people in, mm -hmm. they can ask questions It'll raise awareness. I mean, these were all the, th the things that were top of mind when we decided to try it. And 
afterwards, after we got, I mean, we did this for several weeks and it, the results actually surprised me, Omar. I mean, we, we had a pretty good spike in our email list. Like we right. started seeing our email list grow really quick and <laughs> it kind of like, uh, it, it, it got me excited, but it also got me frustrated. And I'll explain what I mean by that. Cause I've been podcasting now for almost two years and I, I don't have a big email list and I've, I've made, you know, effort to try to grow that and what I thought was the right way to do it. And here we are on a webinar doing basically the same thing I do on a podcast <laughs> where I'm sitting down talking to somebody, but people for some reason had no problem giving their email to sign up for a webinar where I couldn't I couldn't beg them. I don't even know right. if I could have paid them to give them the email for the podcast. And that was a little bit of an aha moment for me is I felt like, man, maybe I'm doing podcasting wrong. Well, I, really, I, really like <laughs> I don't think Jared is doing podcasting wrong. Rather, it's a different platform. Webinars do have a higher perceived and conveyed value given its interactivity that podcasting does not have. A high value interactive session or workshop is well worth providing my email address. I then move on and ask Jared, how powerful of a marketing tool are webinars? I asked, did webinars actually get podcast movement more ticket sales? Totally. We, we saw uh, every time we would do a webinar, we saw more and more people buy tickets. And that, again, that was another aha. I was like, all we did was sit down with a guest and just talk for an hour on a webinar, just like I would do on a podcast. But then we'd see people buying tickets for our event. And it just cracked me up. It was like, what is it about webinars uh, that for some reason just had that? And it's not like our call to action was really any that strong, stronger or, or mm -hmm. that different from what we do on a podcast. I just saw more results. Uh, we saw the email list grow. We saw more people buy tickets. Each week we saw a few more people that would jump on the webinars. And some people uh, were regulars. Some would come, check one out, not come back. But consistently it grew throughout the several weeks that we did this. And then the event came. And we had strong connections with several people we had not known prior to the webinar that were just in the chat box every week. And when we saw them in person, it was like a friend. Right. And those weren't people we were interviewing or people that were guests. They were just sitting in on the conversation, asking questions. But you had a but pretext. That, you had a, you had it a, created that rapport that, yeah. you know, and then it was uh, from there, it was like a, a friendship, really. We saw them in person and felt like we were we knew each other. So I, I just loved how the webinar kind of created that. Jared is a podcasting pro with his successful podcast, Starve the Doubts. So he's not shy when using a mic. But I wanted to ask Jared if he faced any challenges being on camera. Was there a learning curve? <laughs> yeah, I, I had all kinds of... Uh, <laughs> let's, let's just think of the best way to describe this. Okay, so the machine that I was running um, the webcam on... First of all, I was self-conscious about my webcam. It's not the newest one. Right. Now that, uh, you know, it's, it's good enough. But as I got into it, you know, the guests we'd have were their image was much clearer and mine was a little bit fuzzy and then I noticed my lower third that's where your name and you know whatever yeah. you want to put on it wasn't very clear and and then sometimes you know there was a little lull and it was because maybe my machine is not the the newest machine so I had my own little hiccups and my own little hang-ups there thinking wow I'm just not uh high tech enough <laughs> to, <laughs> to do this but but I share that because there were some positives that came from that is even though I didn't have the newest, you know, best uh, desktop machine or laptop and I didn't have the newest webcam or whatever, I was still able to get on these conversations and we still had great results from the webinar, even though 
you know, my picture might may have been clearer if I was on a newer Mac or a newer PC. Right. Um, so I, I hope that's encouraging to someone who's thinking about that because I went through that too. And that's not an excuse to not try to, you know, have, you know, the, the better equipment that you can afford and, and maintain. But uh, if just because you don't have that doesn't mean that you can't pull off something that's uh, people are going to appreciate, find value in, and then um, take you up on that call to action, whatever that is. Awesome. Jared, thanks. If you haven't picked up on it, Jared is very humble. Podcast Movement is a huge success. I attended their webinars leading up to the event, and they were packed, and they were filled with great content. Nicole and I attended and spoke at Podcast Movement last year, and it was a huge hit. This year, Podcast Movement should be even more exciting. Nicole and I hope to see you there. Back in episode one, I was brutally honest with you. I mentioned one of the reasons we started this podcast is to learn more from people like Jared and the rest of the people that we spoke to in order to create a better product, our webinar platform, Webinar Ninja. One of the challenges that webinar hosts have is communicating with their webinar attendees via email, especially after a webinar. How do they know which one of those who signed up for the webinar actually attended? Who dropped off midway? Who stayed till the end? This data is critical to knowing how to communicate with them. No one likes a generic email. Sending an email knowing what your attendee missed speaks directly to them. It's a whole lot more effective than sending a blanket email to everyone who registered to your webinar. So we decided to create a built-in feature that allowed to collect that data for you so you can send emails to your registrants based on what actually happened right inside the Webinar Ninja dashboard. Know exactly who attended your webinar, when they joined the webinar, when they left the webinar, and everything in between. Take a listen to the conversation I had with Robert, our project manager, about creating this feature. Now, what we're going to have to do, um, Robert, because I just thought of this um, last week, and I think this would be very helpful. So mm -hmm. what we can do is when a user goes, like a, an audience member, goes to a webinar, like, okay, I have the link for the live webinar. I go to the live webinar, the webinar is starting. So before I actually view the page, I think we should have a pop-up, just like the registration pop-up, but it's a sign-in pop-up. And what we do is we, we ask them for their name and email address, the same information that they were asked when they registered, for them to enter the webinar. Why, why I thought of this is that this information is going to really help us get some data. So we will know who entered the webinar and who did not enter the webinar. We'll also know when they entered the webinar. And we can also know when they dropped off the webinar. So this right. is actually really good information to have for the, use, for, the, for the actual person doing the webinar because... Later, they can send emails to people that have left the webinar early and say to them, hey, you left the webinar early, you didn't get a chance to see it, what happened, can I answer any questions? This is incredible analytics that we can do with one simple thing of a sign-in. Right. But I mean, uh, for the signing, how we will verify that this is the same person? Well, we're just going to cross-reference with the registration. So they just use the same name and email address as what they registered with. Do you know what I mean? By the email address, we need not to worry about the name. Uh, yeah, we don't. We don't need the name. Um, maybe I mean, we need the name, but we need not to verify. Yeah, exactly. So only two fields: name and email ID. Yeah, so it's exactly the same as the register pop-up, except 
it's a login pop-up. So it's like sign in, right. use the same name and email that you uh, use to register. Um, and it's what it also does, it creates this effect for the uh, user that this is a secure webinar. This is not public. Yes, yes right, right. So he will, they will also think before sending link to some other people. Exactly. Oh, they didn't register. They're not going to be able to go. So it forces people to register. You know, one of the reasons why people, you know, run webinars is so they can collect email addresses. I'll email verify. Okay, got it. Nicole and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, Webinar Ninja. And thank you all for the subscribes, the ratings, and reviews that you've left on iTunes. Webinar Ninja hit the front page of iTunes last week, and it remains there today. That's huge. And it's because of your support. So thank you for everything. On that note, just like last week, we ran a little raffle this week in our community to thank everyone who's rated and reviewed the show. The winner will be getting a completely free year of membership to the Webinar Ninja platform. So let's announce the winner. And the winner is Frankie Four from Australia. Frankie says, super Intel, perfect length, five stars. Whether you're a first timer or wanting to overcome your fear of webinars or a seasoned pro, you'll get plenty of actionable tips from Omar. Thanks. Thank you, Frankie Four. Make sure you email us at contact at businessrepublic.net to claim your free year membership at Webinar Ninja. Congratulations. So we talked about how we can use webinars to build our list and how we're working on to make sure you can communicate with them properly. But in our next episode, we need to talk about the elephant in the room, the video portion of webinars. How does it all work? What are we doing with Webinar Ninja to make it work better? And how you can be in complete control of the tech when it comes to the video side of webinars. We get into it on the next Webinar Ninja. Webinar Ninja is produced and edited by Nicole Baldino. Music is by Dan Mills and Mark Bowes. To learn more about what we're doing at Webinar Ninja, visit WebinarNinja.co. Sure, sure, sure. So as of now, uh, we have good details, so we'll start working on this one. Okay. I have one last question for you, Robert. Sure. Uh, how's married life? <laughs> Uh, well, it is uh, 50-50 for now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just Nine. remember, 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 happy wife is a happy life, okay? Yeah, that is true. That is, that is very true. Very I'm true. very honest, man. <laughs> so there is no, no, there will not be any problem. Okay. All right. All right, I'll speak to you guys soon. Take care, Manish. Take care, Robert. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Good night.